Dude, what have you been doing? What's been happening? <laughs> I don't think we're ready for today. <laughs> don't think so. We're ready to. He was like, he was that like, was the first we it. What's going on? <laughs> That's my like, hey, tell us the story you were uh, going to. You know what I mean? I was trying to, you know. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, so me and my son just got back from Colorado. Great trip. We went to uh, Manitou Springs. And, okay, so last year we was on a camping trip, and it was brought up to us about this place called Manitou Incline, about how it's like, I mean, I can't remember how much. I'd have to look at, look again, but it's like, it's basically the equivalent of like climbing the, or climbing up the steps of the Empire State Building. So when I heard about that, I was like, doing it, you know, yeah. not even a second thought, just on a total whim, I'm doing it. And after I said that, I'm like, man, everybody here just heard me saying that I'm going to do it. So I guess <laughs> I got to go. I got I to do it. Right. <laughs> so fast forward, I do a, a little bit of training, you know, I'm doing the Stairmaster, Stair Climber at the gym, whatever, for a few months. And then I'm like, shoot, I got this, man. Sitting on high, just I, sweating. going to do it. Not a big deal. <laughs> so I stopped training for about three months. Anyway, so we um, decided to go up there uh, this last weekend, just, you know, just a little quick trip, go up there. Uh, me and my son, like I said, we go up there, stay the night. Next day, we're going to do the Manitou Incline. Just hang out at, in downtown Manitou Springs, which is awesome, by the way. Um, and then bring it, bring it on back home. So we go there. And literally, when you go into Colorado Springs, it's, it's like a mountain and that, you, that's, oh, that you're looking at. And you can see the incline. Like, that's how tall it is, yeah, right? So we go there to the, to the incline. And um, we, at the base, you can look at all the stats on like how many steps it is, how tall it is or whatever. And I still remember this. It says it's 2,744 steps. Well, we get to the top. I get to the top, which I'm going to tell that story here in a second. But we get to the top, it's actually 2,768 steps. So we're off by like 20-something steps, right? And I was mad. <laughs> False advertisement. This dude's like, I'm about to, to pull hamstrings. My yeah, calves exactly. are burning. <laughs> right. So... Anyways, we start up the steps, um, and I knew it was going to be tough, man, but um, it, was, it was tough. It was challenging, man. Um, Garrett's like just a spry little athlete, so he bounces out in front of me, and, um, you know, and I'm just like, man, get the time. Get the best time, right? So I'm hanging back. I'm trying to stay up, but I'm hanging back. Anyways, man, I, it was – there was a couple times in there when I thought about quitting. Really, I'm I'm serious. You know, it's just tough. I'm a, I'm an old fat guy trying to climb up these steps. I was down on all fours at one point. You know, just because the incline is pretty 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 steep at some points, and they have little markers as you're going up. You're at step, you know, whatever, five hundred, you know, a thousand, whatever, you know. And there near the end, I'll tell you, uh, I was at a point where I was like, take ten steps, take ten breaths, right? So I would as I'm Taking my 10 breaths, I would count out the number of steps that I needed to go 
to get my next 10 breaths right yeah and you know what's interesting you know what we, we did a podcast with uh, candy gives with hope choice right and they're talking yeah. about doing uh, <clears throat> wheeler and doing the, the yeah. same kind of stuff it, it reminded me of that as we're doing that because i'm taking the 10 steps and i'm taking 10 good breaths man and then 10 more steps 10 breaths 10 steps 10 breaths and um anyways near the top i see garrett He's waiting on me. He's waving me up. He's videoing me on his camera, which yeah. I still haven't seen that video, by the yeah. way. I'm going to. <laughs> um, so he's waving me up and, fi- you know, get up to that thing, 2,768, and, like, you know, me and Garrett hug. We tell each other we love each other. Sit around for 30 minutes looking at the view, which is awesome from up there, and then we make our way back down. Just have a great time. But the inter- interesting thing is, is when we get down – of course, you know, on the way, when we get down, my first thoughts are like, okay, well, how are we going to celebrate? You know, for me, yeah. we're going to go get a, a big old steak or a burger. Yeah. I'm going to have a big, huge glass of iced tea, sweet tea, <laughs> you know, man. as much as I can drink, you know, with all the ice in it. Um, but when we get down, the first place we see is like a little souvenir place, right? Great entrepreneurial idea, idea right? So we got, you can get Gatorades or ice water, T-shirts, stickers, all the stuff, right? So the first question that was asked when I went up to this place and this lady asked, so which was harder, the physical challenge or the mental challenge of not quitting? And man, it just hit me because I hadn't talked to my, my son about at that, at, at that time yet about the fact that, man, I, I thought about quitting. Yeah. You know, I thought about just like turning around and, you know, just saying I, I see at the bottom, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back down. You know, that, that, I didn't tell him about that because, uh, you know, I'm a bit embarrassed, man. Because uh-huh. as I'm going up, I'm looking at my son and being like, if he can do it, I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. If he's doing it, I'm not quitting, I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. So thank goodness he was there to, to keep me accountable and keep pushing me. But anyways, so we, th- that hit me. Of, so I told her, I was like, man, the, the mental toughness, the mental aspect of just keeping going yep. was it for me. And Garrett was like, you know, it wasn't tough me at all, man. I'm just going up this little athlete. So he was like, he you know, loaded up the stairs. I know. He was like, well, my legs hurt. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> just wait till your knees are creaking. Exactly. Wait right? till your back's aching. Wait till your hammy starts pulling, yeah. you know. Um, we ain't no spring chickens anymore, <laughs> man. So, you know, we get our T-shirt, go have a great time. But that has stuck with me. Um, and it, it's a mindset. It's a mindset that um, you know I wasn't going to quit. And I've seen videos, you know, just looking on there, that Facebook page, and seen videos of other people doing it that, like, you know, man, they, they're older. They're, they're, I've seen a handicap going up there. I mean, it is just the, f- the fact that I'm going to do it. So yeah. that's, what, that's what I want to talk about today, how to yeah. not quit. Yeah. Just got real. Yep. Welcome to the podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about not quitting. So, um, as it applies to life, business, everything we do, I mean, you know, we're all entrepreneurs. We all own our own businesses, operate our own businesses. So there's an aspect to this where most, if not all, people in our shoes, man, we get to a point in our business in the early, early on where it gets tough. You have to fight through some walls. You have to break some barriers down. You have to have mental fortitude and and um, and do exactly what you said and not quit. Cause not there's a there's a wonderful picture out there that shows like this person digging this like cave right, 
and on the other side is like all this amazing stuff, right? But there, there's like this little section. They do ninety percent of the work, and then with ten percent left, they turn around and walk walk away and quit, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you have the other person underneath who breaks all the way through, and they get all the success and all this stuff, right? And I feel like in a lot of ways, those are your choices, right? Just like you, Sam, being at Manatee Springs, being on that climb, you had some choices to make. And I, I, I want to dive into that a little bit too about how not only just in your personal lives but in business as well. Like, what have you experienced to where you've had moments where you're like, I'm, I'm I got to think about this. I'm either going to walk away or I need to, I need to get something figured out. What was, what were those moments for you, and then how did you overcome them? Yeah. So, and I think just as we're talking about that, I definitely want to lay some out. But I think there's definitely a. Um, a time that you are, you can recognize and should recognize, hey, this isn't healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I should not keep going. Yeah. I, and I say that because I know of a story where a, um, it just happened to be a pastor and he was so involved in his church ministry that his marriage was suffering mm-hmm. deeply, right? So then he had to make a, a choice, right? Like, okay, what should I do? Right. So what's healthy? I mean, obviously, you know, he wants to pastor church. He wants to bring people to Christ. That's awesome. But is that was that the healthiest choice for him to make? Um, so he chose his, he chose to, you know, focus more on his marriage and lay back on his church ministry. So not quitting when I when we talk about that and, and I do want to talk about that, about the not quitting aspect. I just want people to realize, like, there's a healthy, you, you know, you need to choose what's healthiest for you and your family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For me, you know, uh, my struggle, you know, came in within my first year, I would say, of real estate. I mean, it was the toughest. You're supposed to really, you should set some some funds aside to be ready for the the hard times, to be ready for like the the times when there's, your just business is not going well for whatever reason. You know, I, I liken it to like the little ants that would collect the, their their share in the in the in the summertime and the springtime and then when fall and winter hit, they got those reserves left. Yep. That's what you need to be thinking about when you're in, entering into the real estate or any entrepreneurial business. Just have those funds set aside to be ready for the rainy months. Um, and I, I wasn't. I wasn't ready for that. And that probably, I would say, in the first year, I was str- on the struggle bus. So I think for me, the healthy choice was just to see that there. I saw a path forward. Like on Manitou Springs, I can see the I can see the top, I can see the next ten steps, and so for me the healthy choice was like, okay, I can see that maybe I'm not doing great now, but I see that the potential, that the clientele, that the that the possibility of doing real estate is still there. Yeah, to touch on that because <laughs> your business has exploded over the last several months for you, like exploded exponentially. I mean, more than you probably could have even mm-hmm. ever expected, but you're at this point in your career where you decided to make a change and you said, Hey, I feel like moving to this brokerage was going to be the best thing for my business. And you did. And I mean, you're putting in all the work, but what, what does that look like for you? Well, that's good. What that's... are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure there's a lot of people I know for a fact, a lot of agents are struggling right now. Right. Having yeah. a really, really hard time because we're in a different market. Interest right. rates are high. Um, things are shifting. Inventory is climbing back up. So what are you doing right now in your business to 
be successful. Right. In fact, we, uh, we're going to talk about some of the statistics today. Um, man, it's been, I'm, I'm looking at the statistics and I'm just thinking, wow, um, over 60,000 agents have left in 2023. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that you just, or for me, it was um, really <coughs> talking about real estate um, as often as I can, not in just an awkward way, but I want, I, I knew coming when I moved over to this new brokerage and, and really just coming into real estate. But I will say when I first came into real estate, I was like, I don't know if y'all were like this, but I was um, kind of afraid to tell everybody that I was a real estate agent. I'm a realtor now, you know, yeah. the worst thing out there is a quiet <laughs> agent that nobody knows you're an agent. That's yeah. right. Well, that was me. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I'm telling everybody I'm a realtor, but now <laughs> I just I have this attitude of like, everybody that I know is going to know that I'm a realtor, not in, not in an awkward way and, and not in a way that, um, you know, I'm just trying to buy and sell everybody's home. Cause I don't think that's, that's necessary either. But I mean, like, when I was uh, coaching a teacher, I was proud of what I did. I enjoyed what I did, and, and I was, you know, I, would, I enjoyed telling everybody what I did and didn't mind telling my stories about that. When I was a police officer, for sure, and I, I was proud of what I did, and uh, still in my, still in my heart, still in my blood. Yeah. Um, and I was, I, I left with, I retired in good standing, and I wanted everyone, you know, I was, I was proud to, to identify as that. So why wouldn't I be the same way as a realtor? So for me, it was not being afraid to tell everyone that of what I do. And if they want to go on further with the conversation, great. Let's talk about how, how we can go further with it. Um, also with that, as a business owner, I just decided like, I want to be more of a part of the, of the community. Um, you know, so, um, what's that look like? You know, it was volunteering my time, you know, with, uh, with the homeschool, homeschool crowd, which I love doing that. And, Although I, I had to step back to focus more on my business, I'm going to step back into that at some point yeah. to to volunteer my t- volunteer my time. Also, there's an aspect of working every aspect of your business. We, you know, in our brokerage, we get services that are given to us. At, you know, and if whatever brokerage you're in, make sure that what what are they providing you? What are they providing you? If they're not providing you with anything, are they really the brokerage that's giving you the value add? Mm-hmm. So whatever they're providing you, you need to take every advantage of that. So, you know, we get a lead system, work that lead system. Do not fail to work that lead system because every call that you make, even if they say no to you, one more person out of your sphere of influence knows what you do now. One more person could spread your phone number, your contact information, your, you know, who you are. So you don't know what that's going to lead to. Yeah. I would say that's that's important for every business owner too. Like, like, you know, if there's contractors watching the show, if there's other business owners watching the show and you're having a tough time in business, it's the same. We're all in the same business as a business owner, right? Whether Mm. it's real estate insurance, whether it's handyman, whatever it is, like you have to go find the business. You have to source the business. You have to nurture relationships. You have to follow up with those relationships and you have to kind of create your own world for those people to live in that they don't want to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing that, no matter where you're at, what business you have, you're failing in the industry. And if you have the heart of service that we all have, then you should be doing that more than most. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can impact somebody's lives as to where I'm not saying there aren't amazing people out there, but 
we have a different calling, man. Like our calling right now is to get at the hearts of people. We're trying to make an impact in the lives of people in Amarillo. So we should be in front of more people. We should be having like, like I'm not saying that we should be having more success, like that should be given to us, but I'm saying that we should be honoring to what we're called to, to be here, to be putting our names out there, to be serving other people, to be in front of as many people as we can because we know what we're trying to do. And I love that you said that that was one of the things you, you focused on was getting your name out there. It's like letting people know that you're in the business. And it's like, because we know your heart. And at the end of the day, we know you have a heart of service. Mm-hmm. And so the more people you're around and the more people you're telling, that's the more opportunities that somebody else is going to get cared for in the right way. Yep. And so I love that that was one of the things you said in the business. Like, as you struggled, that's what you focused on. You're like, I, there was that pain point where you're like, I could see this. I might not have it today, and it might not happen tomorrow, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep pushing through. I'm going to tell people. I'm going to. I think the other big thing with that too is not just doing that, and and because we all get in the habit of in this business saying that we're going to do these things, but then it's the consistency behind it. I've failed at that. Oh yeah, you know, Haven't it's the consistency all? in it. It's sure. like how, being consistent on a daily basis. You know, and we talk about that a lot as we coach agents, we coach business owners, like hey. What does your schedule look like? What's your time blocking activities look yeah, like? Mm-hmm. What are your priorities in your life, your personal yeah. life, your finances, your your marriage? Like, prioritize your time around that and time block those so that you can hyper focus on those. You know, people freak out and think they have to do this business sixteen hours a day, and I'm like, there's no enjoyment in working sixteen hours a day mm-hmm. in this business, running from here to there. And and I I can all but guarantee you, your level of service is going down too. So hyper, hyper time block, get hyper focused on the things you should be focusing on in your life, prioritize around it, schedule around it, and just try to stick to it. Yeah. Have flex time. Life happens. You're not going to control everything. You're not in control of everything. But I think the more that you, we kind of go about not giving up, being consistent, scheduling around the priorities, what are some other things that helped you guys not quit along the way? Man, I, scheduling your priorities, that is probably the biggest thing for me. Um, getting back in the business full-time just a few months ago, that was conversations that Derek and I had had a handful of times. But there was one time I was like, dude, I've got to really get serious about this. So we sat down, and uh, we were just talking about like my schedule. He was like, hey, what does your schedule look like? And we were going everything, and I was like, man, this is how many hours I want to put here, and this is how many hours I want to put here. He just looked at me, and he was like, why so much? Like, why so long? And I was like, well, I, I guess that's just what I feel, the amount of time that I feel like I need to put into these things. But exactly like Derek said, if you're hyper-focused for one hour on one thing or two hours on one thing and then an, one more hour for something else that is in relation to your business and helping mm-hmm. your business move forward, but you're hyper-focused in that time of, hey, I've got three hours a day where I am nailing this stuff down. I'm working on two hours of lead gen where I'm having conversations. I'm picking up the phone, making phone calls, sending out texts, sending emails, and then maybe another hour for your marketing for social media or marketing period. You've got an open house coming up, like focusing on those things, but doing that just in that specific amount of time where it's like three, four hours a day. And a big priority for me is my family. So if I can spend time with my family, I've got, we've got two little boys um, I've got a we have almost two year old and then um, a brand new baby. He's he'll be a couple months. A brand new um, baby. We call, we call that a newborn. Ooh. It's like we call it a car brand new. Hey, brand new baby. Brand shiny new. <laughs> hey, he's fresh. Yeah, he, he is. is fresh, man. <laughs> no, he's That's awesome. Uh, 
but um, two little boys. And so that's really, really important to me. That's yeah. conversations that I have with my wife all the time where I let her know. And we've had conversations like this because going through the transition of adding, going from one baby to two, mm-hmm. now we're trying to figure out how we're going to adjust our schedule and make that work for um, just everything that we have going on where I can be home and I can help with kids and give her a little bit of time to do things. Or if she needs to go and run some errands while I've got both kids at home or one or like trying to balance all of that, that's, it's, it's a challenge. But as we're having those conversations lately, it's turning into more of like, Hey, for me, I've personally got to get back to doing my activities consistently there. I love that you guys both said that talking about consistency and doing those things for two, three, four, five hours, or whatever your schedule is looking like, but doing it every single day and not just like when you can. I think it's important too what you hit on that I want I want people to, to know and understand. Like there's almost this falsity in our industry that you have to like all gas, no break, right? Like one of the worst, like I stand by that, like one of the worst pieces of advice ever. Because I'm pretty sure even Jesus retreated, right? Yeah. Didn't he retreat? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, like, all gas, no break is not a good thing in this industry. You're going to get burnt out. So you, ha- like, okay, for you, you brought up family, right? That's a priority. You scheduled around it. You made time for it. You have a brand new baby at home. That's where your heart and your priority should be. So for people that are listening to this to grow a business, I promise you, I promise you, sit down with somebody, your mentor, somebody in your space that is doing what you're doing that's maybe even ahead of you five steps, 10 steps, figure out how they got there. How do they prioritize their schedule? Because they're, you're going to get better for that being around them. And I, like there's ways in this business where you don't have to burn yourself out, where you can actually have your time back and be very successful in this business. Yep. And I'll, I'll, I think that's even in today's industry right now where 60 plus thousand agents have left the industry, I still want everybody to know if I can do it, Little old me from Stinnett, America, I promise you anybody can do it. I'm not the smartest, the brightest, or the widest, but with a little work ethic and the right people around you, That's right. and you got your faith in the right things, I'm just telling you, you can go a long way. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And I think just going back to the right people around you, I think that is probably one of the most important things because not just in business, but in every area of your life. I know the most successful people in any business situation, the most successful people in the world are people that have accountability partners for every area of their life, whether it's fitness, whether it's um, a, I mean, a marriage counselor or somebody that you can have that, um, I guess, those conversations with when things are getting hard, yep. but just to encourage a lot of positivity in, in all of those areas. But that accountability is super, super crucial. Yep in all those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like it's a support, it's kind of like a support group. And also, also that support group, this was why, you know, um, it's good for me anyways, that support group is when we're just having a a good time. Yeah. Like, you know, Hey, we do a little disc golf, you know, you know what I mean? So we go out, just took our, took our kids with us, you know, just having a good time, taking a break from real estate, but we're still connecting and so, you know, take that time to connect um, with your support group and not necessarily just talking about business, but just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I mean, so the things that help you not quit, right, is you can't give up. You have to have that line in the sand. You have to know ahead of time, like, I'm not going to give up unless it's a situation like Sam mentioned to where 
is it detrimental to you and everybody around you? So I think great advice, right? Like we, we've talked about all these different steps to like, how do you not give up? Like, how do you in business, in life, when th- you're going through hard situations, what are some things to help you get through those situations? Or like, how do you, where do you find that drive within? And I don't think it's necessarily just within. I'm like, we're talking about basically you may or may not be able to see the steps ahead, but you got the faith to get there, right? Mm-hmm. You have consistency, schedule and priority, support, mentor and help around your life. And I think those go a long way with, with not giving up. Was there anything else that helped you guys not give up in your businesses? I think going back to your why, your motivation, why you're doing what you're doing. Because that's, man, when I, when I think – when I think about where I'm at in my business and the goals that I have, but when things are really, really challenging and when discipline needs to take effect, we talked about this in one of our first episodes, I think, where um, there's days where you feel like maybe a little bit extra motivated, but the days that you're not motivated, that's when discipline takes effect. That's when you need Mm -hmm. to sit down and be like, okay, I know that I need to do these things and I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So going back to your why, I love that. I think that's huge. I think that's huge too. Yeah. Um, if if you're not waking up every day, um, trying to change the world for a better with a clear heart and a clear conscience behind you, it's kind of hard to have a, a big enough why to to support some some dreams or um, loved ones' dreams that are centered around you that depend on you. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think. I think that's a, a wonderful thing, and we talk about this a lot um, in this business, right? As real estate agents, like, you get taught that from day one. What's your why? Why are you doing this? Why are you waking up every day going to this job? Like, and I think the thing is, is um, when you have a big enough why, then all these other steps fall into place. Like, when you have that why that drives you day in, day out, no matter what, good times, bad times, it's not going to change. Like, and so if, if you're a business owner, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a team leader, broker owner, or anybody in the business world or, or even um, in small business world, if, if you're struggling in your business with consistency, if you're struggling with passion and drive and motivation, I would take a hard look at your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? Ask that question. And then not just why are you doing what you're doing, what are you putting in place in your schedule every day that's centered around your why? Yep. We just got through talking about this, right? We just had a whole clinic about some of this. Yep. And one of the things was centered around these areas in your life. What are you doing to get that out into this world? If you have a why that's that big and you have this force that's driving behind you, just do people know? If they don't, they should. Yep. Like if your why is big enough, they should. If you're trying to get at the hearts of men, if you're trying to change the world, if you're trying to get, um, try, trying to create legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do people around you know that? If they don't, they should. Your message should, you know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. We talk about this a lot, right? But we shouldn't just be hearers. We should be doers too. Yeah. Bible talks about that all, you know, there's verses around that. And I think it applies in business just as it does in our personal lives. I mean, we should absolutely be doing yeah. I think it also goes back to, to passion. I think that you at your core have to be passionate about what you're doing as well. So yeah. if you're doing something, I think along with your why, if you have given everything that you feel like you have, because there's, there's a point to giving up 
without actually trying to achieve something. If you're just going about your day and you're like, hey, I'm doing real estate, I'm doing business, and six months down the road, you're like, man, I, I, don't, I don't think I can do this anymore. But if you take a look at yourself and feel like you actually gave it everything you had, then I think that would be, that's where you, I feel like, in my opinion, where you can really assess if you gave it everything you have to look when your back's up against the wall. Like, okay, I'm at this point, like, am I going to quit? Boy, you got Coach D coming out, man. Okay, so check it out. I don't give a rip if you're cleaning toilets. Yeah. If you're wise big enough, you can be happy and content and joyful cleaning toilets. I've been there. I've done it. I know. I didn't give a rip if I was cleaning toilets. I didn't give a rip if I was mowing grass. Didn't give a rip if I was personal training. Didn't give a rip if I was coaching. If you don't have passion, what are you doing in life? Get passionate about something. Yep. You have this gift that we breathe this air every day. We get around, be around people like you guys yeah. every day. Get a little fired up. Yep. If you need to hear that, I'll be the kick in your pants all day long. Okay? <laughs> you just give us a call. I'll give you 24-7 access to this right here, and we'll get you fired up. I'm serious. Like At the end of the day, I see too many people in today's time, and it's easy with social media and all the negative stuff that, that's portrayed everywhere, right? In the news and the media, everything. You got to block that stuff out, man. You got to yeah. stay in your lane and understand there is good in this world. There's hope in this world. There's joy in this world. And if you ain't a little fired up about something every day, you might not be doing the right thing. Get fired up. Have a, a like, man, don't get me fired up anymore. I'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, well, let's look at the, let's look at, because it's, 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 it's good to hear that, but then let's look at what's going on in the market. Well, I'm going to look at it. the macro. Let's look at the macro level because there's people it. out there like, yeah, but. Yeah, but. So that's, the naysayers. Right. Let's look at the, the but. Or they, they call themselves the realists. <laughs> let's Come look on, at, man. Let's look at the but and see what. what. So let's look at the macro. We'll look at Amarillo. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then find it, figure out because these still applies. Um, what you heard for the last however many minutes, still applies. But yep. let's look at what you're looking at, possibly. So we gave this you first half, don't give up. Now we're going to give you all the hard truths. And then we're going to bring it back and tell you to not give up again. Yeah. Exactly right. So, okay, so this comes from realtytimes.com. Uh, uh, and they get some of their information from NAR. Over 60,000 agents have left in 2023. So that's, that means over the last... Uh, seven months now where we're at, over 60,000 agents have left the business. Um, in a, according to NAR, the, the, the all-time high was in October of last year. You know, we're talking about the height of the, the, pan, the pandemic. You know, that's when it started to really build up with agents. They saw the, the market was booming. If you came in during that time, you're at the all-time high, and you saw a great market. I mean, I was told Stick about, a sign in the yard to get eight offers. That's a day, right? I yeah. mean, exactly, right? Easiest, Easiest realism, times, right? But you're, but you're not looking at that now, right? Yep. Um, home sale pri- sales of single-family homes are down 42% so far to year-to-date. Assumable loans are the, like the biggest thing in lending right now, taking Abs- over somebody's mortgage that had a 2 or 3% interest rate. Absolutely. We need to talk more about the assumable loans. They are definitely becoming the, the thing. Yep. Um, from April 2022 to April 2023, Median uh, sales, median prices have declined of homes by 4.1%. And also, lastly, I'll say this before we get to the Emerald market, um, the number of Americans that are saying they are open to the idea of buying a home with a family or friend has just shot up. 
So we're talking about co-owning, co-ownership, yep. you know, and we've talked about that. We've been talking about, about this. Exactly. We've said this in some previous episodes. Yeah, where the market is missing the mother. contractors. Exactly, where, yep. uh, where the, the mother-in-law quarters or the second yep. living quarters is, is the, is the mar- market that's being missed right now. That's exactly. Right. So what is Amarillo looking like? So for, okay, let's go back to June of 22 um, and now to June of 23. Where are these these stats coming from? So this is directly from our local MLS um, at the the Amarillo Association. So we've got um, our average list price in June of 2022 was $312,494 compared to the average list price in June of this year. At three hundred sixty-four thousand one hundred eighty-three. That's a big increase. Big mm-hmm. increase, but uh, let's see. So, average sale price from June twenty twenty-two to June twenty twenty-three in last year, it's two hundred sixty-nine thousand nine hundred eighty dollars. Uh, to this year is two hundred forty-eight thousand and eighty-one dollars. Average sold price is down. Yeah. Average sold price is down. Yeah. So, what's interesting about that too is, I bet if you look, you're. Uh, your list to sold price, what is that looking like? Let's see. Because here's what's crazy. With with the way the local market is, I mean, inventory here locally is up. Um, I think last year, a year ago, we got down to 0.9% um, of, of inventory, 0.9 months, basically. So a normal market is technically where you have a neutral market, meaning you could stop sales, like no more homes coming to the market, and you have six months worth of supply. That's a normal market. And um, so for the last several years, we've been in a seller's market, deeply in a seller's market, where we have so little inventory, which basically comes back to 2008 when home building crashed, when the market crashed, everything crashed, foreclosures were going through the roof, short sales, everything else. The building, new new home construction fell down to where it was supposed to be. And we just caught up, actually. We hit a point last year where we had caught up to that level. And then it decreased again because of inflation and interest rates. So as new construction started peaking back up and catching up to where it was supposed to be from all those years ago at the last crash, it never caught back up because of inflation and interest rates. So we're still seeing supply shortages all across the country. What's interesting in Amarillo, though, we have almost three months, if not three months of inventory currently. Mm-hmm. So there's more homes on the market right. now than there has been in two years. Right. So what does all of this mean? Nationally, you're seeing a, a frenzy of, depending on your geographic location, things look like they're down. Things look like they're down nationally. Yep. So in the mind of a consumer, this isn't a good time to buy. This isn't a good time to sell. Yep. Interest rates are high. Everybody's panicked out there in the marketplace, right? Nobody oh, knows sure. what's normal. Yep. Yeah, because what you hear, what they're hearing right now, well, I mean, and I'm not saying these are untruths uh, to a degree, but the inflation is, is up. Yeah, that's true. Um, and interest rates are up. So those those lead to, and I'm talking nationally here, those lead to bad, you know, bad forebears of, of news, right? 60,000 agents left the 60, business. Agents. Why did that happen? Well, because if you were an agent in the last two years, you didn't have the skill set. You didn't have the right why. You didn't have the right fear versus faith mentality. You, didn't, you weren't consistent in your business. If you didn't schedule and prioritize, if you didn't have the right support group, you didn't have mentors and help, you didn't have your, your why stuck to your, to your vision board or in your head or on your heart every yeah. single day, 60,000 people left the business. I'm not saying that it's all just from those reasons. Life happens. Right, exactly. But also, 
there's a, a little bit of, and we've talked about this before, and I like to what the analogy you gave me is, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't have all those, so am I going to fail? No, because you can, in this business, and whatever entrepreneurial business it, that you're in, I think this applies to, you can fly the plane while you're building it. Mm-hmm. So fly it as as hard as it may be, but keep building it. Yep. Right. The, 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 one of the worst things I see people in this industry get into, and and I would say business owners in general, is confidence comes with experience and time, right? You're going to get confidence from going through things, from learning things, from from growing in things, and, and experiencing pains, problem solving, all the things. But the one thing that I see too many agents in our industry doing is they come into the business not knowing anything. They want to have everything perfect before going and finding the business. And that's this is the one industry that's backwards. If you're a small business owner, I would almost argue that'd be the same way for you. Mm-hmm. You got to go get your business now because right. what happens yep. today is going to affect you in 90 days, 120 <laughs> days. Mm-hmm. And so if you're slacking today for 30 days and 120 days, you're not going to have anything coming in. So you could have the biggest why, the biggest heart, the biggest care in the world, but if you're not getting your wheels going, mm-hmm. all that's for nothing. Yep, it's the activity. It's the activity, man. Yep. So at the end of the day, what you're seeing on the national level, and just know this, like depending on – like, for example, our previous market in Oregon, right? In Oregon right now, things are, are crazy, too. But what's weird is even though inflation happened, uh, Corvallis, Oregon at the time was the 11th least affordable city in the nation to live in, we're still at a 99% list of sold price up there, mm. even given interest rates going through the roof, all the things happening. And so I think to a degree, you're going to have microcosms with with all this stuff nationally, right? But locally here in Amarillo – no matter what your views are, this here's here's kind of buyer's indexes right now, consumer confidence. You're starting to see buyers see this back as normal now because it's almost been going on for almost a year exactly. and a half, two years now. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to see normal seasonality too, right before school time, late summertime, people start getting the wheels going again. They're yep. ready to get settled in because they know fall's coming. They know schedules are coming, yep. all yep. the things, right? So um, – but what are you telling buyers and sellers? What are you telling agents out there in the business, right? Because we're talking about not giving up. So how do you not give up in this market? What's important for that? Well, that's I think that's uh, – I'm sorry, what are you fixing? Nope, that? go okay. for it. No, what I was going to say is is there's really – even though it, it, we're looking at that, don't don't real estate is good, and I would say these, these three things. You're building long-term appreciation when you buy a home, right? Amarillo right now, and, and even I would say Amarillo Canyon, I mean, all this area has, is great, steady rental income. If you're an investor, I mean, the rent the rental potential is The there. 1% rule, I can find it all day long here. Yeah. And I promise you that's hard to find nationally. They, yes, right. Because, well, there's just so many businesses that are, that are finding a home in Amarillo that they're we're having a, a housing shortage, right? So the rental, yep. the rental right now, the rental investment – Potential is great right now, yeah. and then also real estate is a is a, and it is a hedge on the inflation. Right, mm-hmm. you have a steady real estate um, hedge right there. Yeah, I mean, just think about that, right? If you'd have bought a home last year, that three hundred eleven thousand dollar home that you were talking about last year, right, is now three hundred forty something thousand dollars. So. I know there's a lot of people out there that maybe listen to this podcast that don't make thirty thousand, forty thousand in a year. 
Well, this is why I'm saying that, like, you just have to know the right resources, have the right people around you, right? Because no matter what market you're in, no matter what's happening in your business, no matter where you're at in your business, if you're thinking about giving up, getting into the industry, starting a company, whatever it is, closings happen every day. Yep. If, you're, right. if you're a window washer, people need their windows washed every day. Right. If you're a title company, closings happen every day, right? Like, no matter what industry you're in, I'm pretty sure those things still happen every day. So I think it's time for people to get rid of the excuses, man. I do. I think, I think we lean on excuses, victim mentality. I, I, I like, at the end of the day, I'm not saying life doesn't happen. And I'm not saying you don't go through hard things. But I am right. saying you get to determine how you approach those things, yep. how you overcome those things, and you can either, either run the other way or you can embrace it and get over it and you can conquer it. Yep. There's your two options. If yep. you're middle of the road, you're going to fail anyway. You have to learn how to overcome obstacles in your life. And if you don't, in business, in personal life, it's going to affect you. It'll affect everybody around you. You have to be able to do that. So the steps that we're giving you guys today, please understand you can apply this in your life. You can apply this in your business. For those, If you're one of the agents that left the industry and you just happen to be watching this, give it another shot. Reach out. Talk to us. Yeah. There's ways that we can help you in business and life that, to get you to the next step. But it truly goes back to yourself. You yep. have to be honest with yourself. Yep. At the end of the day, if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, man, did I give it everything that I had today? Yep. That is that is literally a goal of mine. I, I've had this conversation with my wife several times where my goal at the end of every single day is to come home, even if I'm completely worn out mm-hmm. from, from a long day, from work, from showings, from going on appointments, whatever that looks like. It, but then I get home and the most important things in my life are suffering because of that, then, I mean, that's a conversation obviously that we need to have. But my goal at the end of every single day is to like, if I'm not physically crawling in the door, then I have enough energy to hang out with my family because that's the most important thing to me. Uh I think it's easy to get that flip flop too. Yes, it is. It's so, I I mean, I failed at that, bro. I I have to. I tell everybody that comes in here, I told you guys, I don't want you to fail the same way as I have because if, if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing and being good leaders, good coaches, good, you know, good partners in business and in life, I'm like, we have to help watch each other stepping in these holes, right? Like, if I've already been through it, there's no reason you should go through it. Right, right. I can help you, right? Same with you. You know, I've watched you get through two kids and a, a wife and going through crazy hard challenges, be successful, still on your feet. You know, taking a couple gut punches, but you're still in the corner diving, dodging, ducking, (laughs) throwing a couple of counters. (laughs) You know what I mean? But that's what it takes. That's what you got to do to get through some of these things. And that's what I want the listeners to to know. Like all of you guys that are listening to this, like you got to make a you got to make a decision. Like if if it's not detrimental detrimental to you or your family, don't give up. Like don't give up. There's things out there for if you're a buyer and you're freaking out over interest rates. There's assumable loans. So you can get a two or three percent interest rate. You just got to talk to an agent who knows how to do it. That's right. If you're an investor, oh well, my margins are tighter because of inflation, because of interest rates, because of blah 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 blah. Like we, I, I just told you guys, we have one percenters here in Amarillo all day long. I just bought two properties this week, and I did it with no money out of pocket. There's, I promise you, there's ways in every industry to make the make it happen today. You just got to know how to do it. You got to find the right people. You got to find the right resources. Um, all the steps that we've given you. Anyhow, what else? What are some other ways that you think are important for people to know either about the market, not giving up, et cetera? 
Um, well, I would say just just on that that last point is like it's okay if um, I, I would just say that one of the things you got to recognize too and and um, just be okay with is sometimes you're just not gonna you're just not gonna succeed and you're gonna fail, and that's hard to hear because people are like they have that. Well, I'm just not doing every single thing right, so it's not the way I want it. So I'm failing at it. So I'm like, you know, no, yeah, I'm gonna give okay. up. Yeah, I'm gonna give up. No, it's I don't accept that. So um, if you've fallen down, if you failed at it, that's okay. Just get back up. Get back on your feet. Fail forward. Yeah, exactly. Right. Try different things. Yeah, yep. exactly right. Hey, if something's was, not yeah, working. To, try you, something else. Exactly. What what. You know, try to be creative in the way that you find your clientele. Be creative in the way that you uh, have your maybe your uh, listing presentations or your buying presentations. Be creative in that in those ways. Um, work on every day. It just work, if, even if it's you, you're just working on one aspect yeah. of your business. I love something day. else you said too. Going back to the beginning of the episode is you were saying you know um, you were telling everybody about you being in real estate don't be a silent agent don't be a silent agent if you're an agent listening to this what's your brand figure out your brand get it out there to as many people as you can across all platforms everybody locally that that's that's your number one thing right now because in a downturn of a market if you want to call it a downturn it's not really a downturn but um more of like a slack correction that's still not correct but uh, <laughs> yeah. but if if you're an agent out there and you're not working on your brand right now and you're not getting out as Sam did in front of as many people as you can, you're failing because what's going to happen if and when interest rates come down again? We already know. Everybody in this business mm -hmm. knows. We're ch licking our chops waiting because we know it's going to get nuts like it did two years ago. Mm -hmm. So if you're a buyer, listen, get in the game. If rates come down, great for you because your appreciation and equity probably is going to skyrocket just like it did for the last two, three years. Because yep. when there was a feeding frenzy – what happens to prices? Goes, they go up. Goes I up. think you're going to see everybody's like, oh, well, yeah, there's going to be more listings too. Well, yeah, but do you know how many buyers have held out for a year and a half because of rates? You know how many buyers got prossed out mm -hmm. that now have saved more money, that now have, may have better jobs, right? Like there's all of these factors that still made on both sides. Whenever you decrease either, infl either inflation and or rates or both, that market's going to get nuts again. Yep. So I promise you, I'm just saying it now, you don't want to get caught in that market. If you've been thinking about buying, if you can do it today and you got a steady job and it's right for you, don't wait, in my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. If you're a seller and you don't know where to go, there's products out there for you too that you can go somewhere right now, pay cash for a home. Even if you're not a cash buyer, there's products. You can go buy home cash, stick it out, sell your home afterwards. There's things out there for you. There's, so like I said, you just got to know the right people. But don't give up. Okay, so one of the one of the other things I was maybe the last thing I want to bring up. I don't know. I, they come to my mind. <laughs> he said, "I don't know." Wake up, man. What? Do you, how important? Wake up, to tell you? me now. Do Wake you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. You can. Or you can am I caught in a hit and run? <laughs> That's a great song, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm not that? quitting my day job. Don't worry. When you wake up. <laughs> When you wake up, <laughs> oh, where was I going? Okay, so. My bad, bro. When that's okay. No, 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 no. I like this song, so <laughs> Paula Abdul. I'm, I'm, I know it. Um, when you wake up, and I, uh, believe me, I failed at the, this this morning because me and my son stayed up last night talking about history. Uh, crazy. I don't know. It's a story of its own. But we had a great time. That's what counts. Um, when you wake up, try to wake, you know, wake up. I 
I start out being physically active. Is that important to you? I, I, I wake up, I go get my morning run in or my morning jog, even if it's you're doing 10 push-ups or 10 sit-ups. Man, just, just something about the morning that if you start it out right, it can make the rest of your day. I love that, dude. Activities are great. I, I saw, I, I heard a, a pastor said something here a couple weeks ago that just, man, it's been catching me on fire, dude. It's, we're created as spirit beings, right? So you have this circle. The biggest circle is your spirit. Second biggest circle is your soul. Third biggest circle is your body. If you would prioritize your life in that manner, meaning the time you're spending in each of those outlets, if one of these outlets is lagging and you're, and you're taking over one area versus the other, get it back in check. Like, and I think what was cool about what you said is he said that like his most important one, he's the best every single day is around like 3 p.m. When are you the best? When are you like mentally clear? When you're, when you're, when is your focus there? That's the time to give one of those areas your best. And so for you, like getting up, getting going in the mornings, I can, oh, yeah. I, so I, that's what I do too. Like when I get up, I like working out right then because one, it gets me, gets me going, gets me out of the day. I'm not in the best mental clarity then. And so I feel like that's not my best to give. Well, if that's my third lowest guy on the totem pole, that's in check, right? Because it's not my best. Right. I'm not giving myself my best. Like I want to be able to, to be in a in a in a mode and a mindset and a heart posture where like, on such these different levels, life, business, all the things, our relationships, everything we're going through. Like I love that you wake up and work out. I love that too. Shay, do you have any morning routines, man? Man, it used to be. I've gotten out of it with with having a <laughs> with having a new baby at right. home because. Long it's night. Right. His yes. routine's like, wait, diaper. Wait, what? Uh-huh. Formula, what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, just arrived. Hey, let's <laughs> yeah. We're just trying to get by right now. Right. No, no I'm just kidding. But, um, but for real, that's really kind of <laughs> where it's at. <laughs> but it used to be before that, um, there was actually a season that I went through where I have a an incredible person that I know. Um, I would consider him a mentor of mine. And um, he is really, really big on starting your morning off in that way. So you can set your day up for success. So going to bed, um, there was, I mean, I would just read myself affirmations. I would write things down and be like, okay, this is how I'm going to end my day. And then when I would get up in the morning, by starting by reading a book or doing a Bible study or something that is getting my mind Woke up. Woken up and moving in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that was huge for me. Um, I also used to work out in the morning. So my day would start like 5-ish, 4.30, 5 o'clock. Uh, some days a little bit later, maybe like 5.30. Um, but when I would wake up, that was the first thing that I would do. I would go get a drink of water, drink drink a whole like what, 8 or 10 ounce glass of water, whatever. Right. Um, and then start by reading a book. I love that, man. That's how I started my day, and it was every single day. I mean, by the end of the day, I was gassed because getting up 4.35 o'clock, it's early. Man, I'll tell you what's crazy is we could go – we might even need to do another uh, topic on this on, like, how to actually go about your day the right way. But I think we've given enough tips and bits. Sam, thanks for sharing your story about Manatee Springs with your son because it brought up a valuable lesson that hopefully some of you out there listening could take – don't give up. Don't give up. We've given you basically seven steps to not give up. Ten steps, ten breaths. Ten steps, ten breaths. Chunk it down. One at a time. Yep. Um, I love it, man. I appreciate you guys listening. If you have any questions or comments or maybe you're struggling through something right now or maybe you're just not seeing 
tomorrow in the best lot with your business, with uh, anything you're facing right now, give us a call. Shoot us an email. You can find us at AmarilloRealTalk.com. Happy to help. But thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for keeping it real.